what you think about is what you bring about. And, um, you know, I just try to push all the negative out and, and bring the good vibes in. Welcome to Elements of Styles, the business podcast that trades in scarce thinking for community, conversation, and ideas in abundance. Each week, I, Mark Styles, sit with professionals and entrepreneurs, both local and global, and learn how they each add value to their communities, their partners, and their teams. Please enjoy. Hey, folks, welcome back to Elements of Styles. Today, I am grateful to have Red Giovannucci. Red is a real estate professional with Molise Realty Group. Hey, Red, how you doing? Hey, Mark, how are you doing? I'm great. You definitely went to hair and makeup, even though I said this is uh, audio only. This is for I, audio. I actually, I didn't. I just got up early this morning, and then I even went for a walk, and I'm surprised my hair's not like out like this. Well, you look like you're a movie star getting ready for the red carpet right oh, now. Oh, gosh. No, I'm in my sweatpants as usual. I love it. Isn't that an interesting new way of life? I always, you know? I am a sweatpant person forever. I'm just comfortable, you know. But no one's punching a clock. No one's going into the office. We're we're doing it from home. You look out the window and you're like, I'm going to sell that house across the street. It's a pretty good window to look out. Wish it was bright so you could see the, all the blue behind me. But it's beautiful. It's all good. All good. It's beautiful, and you've earned it, darling. You've earned oh, everything. Thank you. I I am very blessed. I'm very lucky. For sure. What is luck? I know. Actually, I don't even think it's luck. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> I just feel like I have waited a long time for a lot of good things to happen. Is it resilience? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, for sure. And never thought points in your life when things are hard, you don't think you're deserving of a lot of good things. And then when you're, hey, you turn that stinking thinking around and, um, you know, you are. Everyone's deserving of good things to happen. I love that. You have that. to make it happen. Stinking thinking. <laughs> How do you get rid of the stinking thinking? I get down on my knees and pray. That's probably the first thing I usually do. And, um, you know, I think we've probably maybe talked before at some level about what you think about is what you bring about. And, um, you know, I just try to push all the negative out. And, and bring the good vibes in. Obviously, it all starts with my past, how I kind of victimized my own, not victimized, you know what I mean? And, and then I was like, okay, really? I can live in this shit forever and then, or I can- So you went through the stinking thinking. Oh, for many years, many years, yeah. And yeah, faith, so. faith helped yeah. pull you through? Exactly, exactly. So the stinking thinking, you know, Stinky marriage, uh, raising kids by myself, wow. all those things, um, you know, not losing your baby weight, just being a freckle face redhead. <laughs> Hold now on, tell, cool, me, but... tell me about, tell me about raising your kids solo. Did you, were you a real estate agent back then? No, no, I wasn't. I, um, my kids were like six months old and probably two. And um, my ex-husband, great, great person, just couldn't, couldn't do his thing. Um, at the exact same time, I started, um, I, I have had health problems in the past. So I, I, um, I had the first of a couple of different operations, including my back. Uh, it was my first of six back surgeries. And um, I had some cancer that came back all okay. kind of at the same time, came around back. 19... 92 ish. 
yeah. they came back. So you had already experienced. Yes. Yep. In my twenties. Yeah. And then, um, thought I was, that, how did, sorry, but I, yeah. I need to dig in if that's okay. What did that yeah. present as? So I had melanoma. Okay. Had a melanoma on my leg and had it forever. And since no one went to doctors when we were kids, but as I was a teenager and, and I, there wasn't a dermatologist anywhere in sight. And I was at a party with my sister and the chief of, she worked in a hospital up in Winthrop. Chief of surgery was at the party and said, what is that on your leg? You be in my office at 8 a.m. tomorrow. Wow. Lab results were at Mass General, uh, stage three melanoma. Whoa. Um, did it, you know, cut it out, had a hole in my leg. I could put a golf ball in it, but it was, you know, did my thing. And um, do they then call it came that, back. Do they call yeah. that a godsend when that person is placed in front of you and says, what is that on your leg? Absolutely. Godsend. It, it totally was. Cause especially, you know, when you go to the few doctors that you've gone to and they say, Oh, keep your eye on it. Oh, okay. How, what does that mean? Right. And then this amazing doctor who's such a sweetheart just said, you, you're sleeping over up here tonight. I said, yes. You'd be in my, you'd be in my office at 8am tomorrow morning. It was probably a Saturday or Sunday morning. Wow. And, he, and he pulled me in chief of surgery. Yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. So that was amazing. So, and I was you, fine. You were able to, to recover from that because that person saw it in time quickly yep. and extracted it and life goes on and you're back with your kids young. Now, and, Cause I didn't have kids. Yeah. And cancer's coming back. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So then let's flash forward back to you with those little babies and I think a message that you have cancer again. Yes. Yeah, so um, usually you're safe after about five years and it was seven years out and I didn't have children when I, when I first had the cancer and now I have two little babies and I'm, and I'm a single mom and I feel a big lump in one of my lymph nodes. Same um, area? In my groin. No, same yeah. leg, same side, but travels three lymph nodes. And I actually got down on my knees and I just said, dear God, I couldn't get in for two weeks. And I said, I, I need a distraction. And then I actually, my best friend called 15 minutes later and said, you need to go on a date with somebody. So that distracted me because I hadn't mm -hmm. had a date in a long time. <laughs> so waiting to get in, but it was um, malignant. Um, and then I had to, uh, at the same time, I had the same doctor and it was the weirdest thing, but I knew something was wrong with the doctor. I was wide awake in the operating room and I could smell everything, cauterizing and all that stuff. And he was actually in early Alzheimer's because he was telling me to be quiet. I could feel everything. And so Whoa. thus became the search when we found out a week later that it was malignant, that we had to find a new doctor to do the the big surgery to remove several lymph nodes. And um, we found great doctors up in Boston and had that done. And um, there was no early treatment at the time. They were just testing interferon at that time. They didn't know if it would cure you or kill you. Ugh. And um, my protocol was to take nothing. And I'm still around, what, 30 years later. Um, wow 
from that. Um, I haven't had a recurrence of that since like 92 from that wow. cancer. <laughs> yep. And it sounds like so, the story continues. So you've it got does. two little kids on your own. Now you got to make ends meet, right? So you have to earn. How did Which you do was really hard. I actually moved in with my dad. My dad, um, back in those days, he's 86 now. So he was probably, you know, in his 50s. Um, my mom had already passed probably 10 or 12 years before that. And um, so it was so great. It was actually a great fit. I bet. I, I could help him a little. He could help me a little. Um, yeah. And I just, it was hard because I had, I also had my first back surgery very within the same year wow. of that. I had um, a bad back for a long time, playing sports in high school, college, all that stuff, wear and tear. So it was wonderful to be with my dad and just have someone who adored my kids and had the same belt. I, I ra was raising my kids with the same values that I was raised with. Such a cool yeah. concept. And that, that we're seeing that a lot, the multi-generational housing, the aging in place, the sandwich generation. It must have been unique and amazing all at the same time. I can only imagine. It was. It was hard. You know, I had to swallow my pride, too, because I couldn't, yeah. I surely couldn't do it on my own um, with illness. And I mean, I always worked however many jobs I needed to. I mean, I cleaned houses. I waitressed. I was in the apparel business for a long time, um, bartended, uh, anything I could, I would do. I was in uh, direct marketing, um, making good side dough for a while there. And, um, you and know, you have was, to do what you have to do. And he was there to watch the kids, raise them with those values. Yep. He was amazing. He, he was so wow. good with them. And I'm so, so lucky. Yeah. Blessed. Yeah. Very blessed. Very, right. very blessed. And not everybody, um, not everybody has great relationships with their family. That is not an option for a lot of families, right? It's, you know what, the older you get, you realize how many people that you, you know, their family members and they don't even talk to each other. Yeah. And ours, like I said, I was the oldest, I was second oldest of six kids. When we lost our mom was 45 years old. Wow. We lost her, gosh, 1981, long, long time ago. Wow. Um, six of us between 12 and 22 years old. Wow. And um, we, my dad and us kids, we made a pact and we're like, we're, we're gonna pull together. We're never gonna let this, this break. And 42 years later, I, I literally, there's not one brother or sister that we all don't talk two or three times so each That's and see rare. each other. That's rare. Yeah. That's the exception. But, but you lapse and then everything else lapses. It's work to, to make a relationship yes. good and to keep it going strong with your girlfriends, your brothers and sisters, your business partner, whoever it is. And we do the work and we get the, we, we really do reap the rewards. And that's one thing that I, everyone's like, you guys have the best family. And I said, we do, but we call each other out on stuff. Yeah, We have more fun. I mean, it's, it's, it, we are truly blessed. And, um, you know, we miss the matriarch, my mom, for sure. She never saw any, you know, any marriages, any grandkids, any, any of us really grow up, but um, she left a, such a, she left us a legacy that we still hold on to. Like every grandkid, 
They knew who Nana Fran was. They knew everything about her, would write stories in school about her. And they never even met her. Wow. So it's, it's, so she, it's pretty wonderful. She held a presence around that family then. Oh, she was unbelievable. Yeah, she was. She's the one who taught us the faith, taught us family, stick together, um, stick up for each other, stick up for the kid who can't stick up for himself. You know, all those lessons that, you know, please and thank yous and things that I feel like have gone the wayside today. Mm. Um, it's so sad, but uh, it's in us and we, you know, I've taught it to my kids and all my nieces and nephews and it's, it's really beautiful. We're very old school. <laughs> well, it's nice. It's, it's, it's nice. It's values, right? It's all about a value system, whether it's faith-based or not, it's, it's mm -hmm. good values. So help me understand the leap into real estate. Well, it's, it's so honest to God. Um, I always wish I had a house my whole you know, young adult life and always heard, oh, you can get a house, like back in the 2000s. Mm. Oh, you can get a house. You don't really, you know, you, you have a job, you can do this, you can do that. But I was always afraid because I had had so much illness in my life that, oh, what if I couldn't work and I wouldn't be able to pay my mortgage? Yeah. So never jumped that way, continued and then was renting and doing all this stuff. And then in, I think it was 2013, 13 or 2014 one of my cousins said we're going to take a real estate course cool you should do it with us and I said oh okay took it a couple of weekends because I always who doesn't love real estate you know but right. I never had the faith the the confidence that I could do that without I I knew I'd probably have to work three other jobs at first but and I I took the course and I jumped right in and um I've been at Melise Realty Group like since I started and um, I was bartending at the time and I met so many awesome people in Marshfield at the old tavern and um, I, you know, trying to work while you're pouring drinks and I was getting nervous, but then I, I, I had a lot of great, my customers, my first couple of customers were from the restaurant and I just loved it. And then I, became successful very soon and I could support myself. At and what point did you know? At what point did you trust that you were going to be able to do this and not have to have other jobs? Um, it was probably a good year and a half yeah. into it because I was still, I, when I very first started, I ended up, I, um, I had thyroid cancer. <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> and I, um, yeah, it was crazy. And I was just about to close on my first house and I was in the hospital. And uh, one as, of my, as an agent, you were getting ready to close on your very first house as an yeah. agent. The professional and um, I had a, my good friend, Liz, that works with me, took care of that for me. Yeah. But um, it was amazing. And then my second sale, this is when you talk about um, having confidence and faith and things happen. So I had a great customer at the bar. And she's like, I need a beach house. I said, absolutely. What can you spend? Oh, you know, maybe eight or 900. And then the next thing I know, she's asking me to look at a $1.55 million house. Mm, yep. So my second sale was a huge $1.55 million house 
absolutely breathtaking in Marshfield. I think it was about 2014 from a client of mine at the tavern. And we, I called her to go, go visit. The house had been on the market maybe five days, six days. And as I called to go see it, she said, we just accepted an offer. And I said, may we please come in and look at the house? We're right around the corner. Do you mind? What's we it wanted hurt? to get in and see it. What's it, it going to so hurt? What's it going to hurt? hurt? So we went in, she showed us the home. It was absolutely stunning. And I don't know what it was, but here I am brand new. I am like sweating, nervous, 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 nervous. And I said, you have to take my card. Don't ask me why, but this is going to be my client's house. I think something's going to happen to your offer. And she just kind of looked at me like, I said, I don't know what it happened. And she called me probably less than a week later and said, you're not going to believe it, that it fell apart. I said, I'll be right down with a check, blah, blah, blah. And oh my goodness gracious, it was amazing. But I'll tell you how I did that. I used to listen. I had just started a couple, maybe a year or so, listening to The Secret. Ah, the law. Have you ever heard of that? The law of attraction. Yes. The law of attraction. I live it. I live it. Believe it. uh, Trust it. Honor it. Respect it. I love it. It it was truly life changing. Um, it, It really was. It. I just called everything into the universe. Call it into the universe for your for your friends, family, health everything that you can do. And I just felt it because I'm like, this is going to be her house. She needs this house. It's going to be her house with her kids. And, and it just invigorated me and made me on fire. And at the same time, I used to write, I used to rip off the top of a cardboard box, like the, like a flap, take a big Sharpie. And I would write my intentions on the side. Oh, I love it. And, uh, and, and I have one and I still have it on my desk and it just says, I'm blessed. I'm grateful. I'm wealthy. I'm passionately in love. And I didn't have any guys in my life for a long time. I'm deeply loved by the most handsome, sexy, rich, tall, loving, funny, athletic man. Life is so good. I'm changing lives. I'm healthy. I have a beautiful body, all these things. And then I met the love of my life. Oh, I love it. I mean, literally I didn't have a date for a hundred years. <laughs> People, I know everybody, everybody knows me. Nobody ever fixed me up, but you know what? I, my thing was, I don't need a date. I need to live my life and make sure my kids mm. are awesome mm. and they thrive. And you know what? I did my job and I feel like God put this guy in my life at the right time. And oh my gosh, we're going to be married eight years in a few weeks. So now it's Amazing. your turn. Job well yeah. done, mom. Job well Thank done, you. mom. And now it's your turn to thrive. That life of resilience is so amazing to me. And I'm honored to be talking with you about it. And now you're thriving with that. It's like a launching pad, the, the grind, the dig, the grit. And of course, you're going to succeed in anything you want to, any passion that you have. Of course, you're going to succeed because you believe it. I love the secret. And, you know, tell me about when you recommend that book to people. 
Um, it's funny, I just pulled it back out probably a month ago um, with all the turmoil in the world and all yeah. the stuff. And I was like, I'm the first one who, you know, you think of it, it's what, what it taught me, which you forget when you're not thinking about it or listening to it on a little podcast is even if it's, if it's negative, but you're, you're thinking about it, it, it you're going to attract it, even though you think it's, um, I guess well, I'm saying that wrong, but. Well, it's good or bad, right? I mean, the bottom. Right. It's is- good or bad. Whatever you're thinking about, if you're like, oh my God, this, this, whoever you don't like say a politician or something and and you're thinking about him then you're tracking that to the universe so i'm consciously like oh my goodness i need to change that or you're worried about things that are happening to children in the world and i just literally this morning said just see children running in fields Mm. that's what i want to pick and i said that's what i need to do i need to flip it around and you know everything goes on you know my back still goes out now and again i'm like stop it you just gotta look at yourself golfing every day or something Mm. like that to help it come back but but it's conscious it's so as long as you're aware you got to keep it you know i'm not going to put this book back on the shelf i'm gonna i'm gonna leave it it's on my desk right now it's been out for a few days i've been listening to it and um but that's that's exactly what you have to do it's but it's um, work even that's fresh it is work it's work to, to to continually work that practice because when those negative things start happening, you do realize it's happening without you, mm-hmm. you know, you're letting it happen. But if you work hard at it, right, you know, turn that frown upside down, you know, it's a lot harder to be positive than negative. It's easy to slip into that negativity. But when you get that, what did you call it? The uh, stinking thinking? Stinking thinking. Get rid of the stinking thinking. My, yeah, my biggest, honest to God, my worst thing with myself is, my weight, what I look like, all that stuff. And I crack up because literally I tell everybody in the whole world, they know I was born a Sears Husky. And unless you're 61 years old, like me, you probably don't know what a Sears Husky is, but, and it's so funny. I always say I was born like this. I wasn't skinny and got fat. I'm just like a Sears Husky. That's what I am. But it's so funny. And I'm like, I need to just call in my beautiful boy like I did yeah. eight years ago it's the funniest thing but those are the easy things those are those things oh my gosh you know it, those are the the personal things the 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 things about yourself are the easiest to let go and forget about you know to turn the you know the things inside out and make it make it good for you but that's one of my my big things I'm like okay enough with the fat jokes enough with the this stuff you know so would you I'm pretty do pretty like, okay looking 61 year old, you know, not bad. Would you're beautiful. But did you, you like self-deprecate? Did you like make jokes about yourself in that time? Oh, oh yeah. Like the Sears oh. Husky kid. Oh, I always tell every well, I told my husband when I met him because he's like tall, thin, handsome, silver fox. And I met him and I was probably like 25 pounds skinnier. And I said, listen to me. Yeah. I was born a Sears Husky. So, you know, I might look, you know, might be a little bit different. It's like, honey, I love you. I go, okay, you, just saying. Just putting it out there. I'm going to remind you. Get out there, honey. Uh, I don't want any surprise. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I mean, I know he loves me. It, it's so funny, but yeah. You're the best. You know, thank you for sharing your authentic self too, because I really hope that your whole database hears this. I hope your whole sphere mm-hmm. of influence, your referral partners, 
everybody that knows you hears this because I learned I learned a tremendous amount today with you. We could talk for hours and hours. But we're and not hours. done. We're not done because we do have to talk about your business a little bit. Okay. And how good you are at it. I see that you were recently nominated to the South Shore Real Producers Top 300 Agents in the area. Oh. And you were highlighted in this magazine right here, but nobody can see this because this is audible only. Mm -hmm. But pick up your issue of South Shore Real Producers, and there's an amazing, amazing conversation with with Red. Uh, Chris Rowland's doing a great job with that and highlighting. He is, yeah, highlighting those, yeah, highlighting those professionals that deserve highlighting, right? Because the cream of the crop, right? The ones that are getting it done on a daily basis, the ones that are resilient, the ones that are thinking locally, right? I mean, you have that local knowledge. You've been around and dig in when you know people know you they they trust you and they love you and they're going to you know find a way to refer you business but hopefully they hear this this deep deep story oh, that thanks and i love helping other agents um because i've grown up on the beaches on the shores of you know marshfield down this way um i love when they call and say red what do you think of you know yeah. what do you think of this uh can you come meet me I, I, I love to help everybody because you know what just makes you better. You have to have those relationships, you know, whatever you can do to help another agent, you know, if they're busy, I'm doing a deal right now with, with a gal and she's got like three, she's single. She's a great agent, three little kids. And I'm like, honey, just call me, do your thing. And you know, it's all for our clients. It's not about us right. and who's doing more work. What can we all do to help each other? And that's, I love doing that. That's, that's a big abundant. Part of me. That's an abundant mind. That's the rising tide rises all boats. I, I absolutely love that because there's a scarce scarcity in our industry where it's like, oh, I'm not helping them. Maybe I'll get that listing. Oh, I'm, you know, why would they get that list? And I, I, there's not enough to go around. I can't help them because if I help them, then it's taken away from me. But you don't think that way. And that's never, that's no, you wonderful. really can't. You really can't. And you're building relationships and, Sometimes that helps, you know? I've had folks call me back when offers have fallen through and mine didn't maybe not make it. And they're like, I really wanted to work with you and you, your client did something. So um, it has been nice in the past. So well, it's important. Continue. It's yeah. important when another agent sees your name on the other side and knows like, this is gonna be a collaborative experience. This isn't gonna be a fist fight over little things. This, we understand that buyer wants to buy, seller wants to sell, let's do this all together. That, that is a huge statement you just made. And that is exactly true. Cause I do the same with other, you want to have somebody good, who's not combative or whatever, or just is, is a good agent. You know, a lot of agents will, you know, they're looking to make a name, right. Or they're looking to show their client I'm fighting for you, but and some clients, I guess, want that, but most people don't, right. This is a collaborative experience when you're brokering a deal for people everyone needs to be happy exactly and it's has to do with yeah all the way from the bottom to the top the whole way through like you guys do for us <laughs> so let me ask well thank you for that so let me ask you this um someone sits down they've worked with you uh maybe they're a buyer and you took them from the early stages of the process all the way to the point, the exciting moment, the, the ceremony of the closing where they're getting the keys and they're delivering their money. 
and they're having that experience. Maybe it's at the walkthrough. I think the ceremony actually happens at the walkthrough. Now the closings are kind of logistical right. at this point. Yeah. Uh, but that ceremony at the walkthrough and everybody's happy. And then they go on and they go onto the Google machine or they go onto Facebook and they type in a review for red. What does that oh. review say? Um, I would, they would say that, um, Red provides exceptional service, uh, regardless of any bumps in the road, any issues that can arise. Um, she has unwavering dedication to her clients. Um, she's brutally honest, is not gonna tell you what you wanna hear. She's gonna tell you the truth about either the value of the home if you're a buyer or, or what you need to do as a seller. And um, she's a consummate professional. And she has earned her opportunity to serve her clients uh, and their communities. And, and she's fun. And she's fun. <laughs> you know, and how important is that, right? I mean, to lower the stress and anxiety with a little levity and a good laugh here. And I mean, I heard you, you laugh from your toes right there. You know, I mean, it's, yeah. that's, I think, so important. There's such a fine line between being professional and, and not, you know, that I, yeah. I don't even know the words to use, but I used to say the same thing. I would, I was in a, a direct marketing company and I was with people and you had to get up and, and we were selling makeup and some beautiful skincare products. Yeah. And I did really well. I earned like a Mercedes in like six cool. months or something. And, but it was, of course, fun. It was still of course you did, by the way. It was part-time, but you know, I worked real hard and, yeah. and whatever, but, and then they're like, you have to get up and speak. And I'm like, I can't, I, I, I could talk to a dog off a meat wagon all yeah. day long, but I am so afraid to talk in a group. I can talk to you all day long. But anyway, I said, you people got to stop getting up there and wearing business suits. You're talking to single moms yeah. and all this stuff in the, in, you know, and then, uh, and that was one of the things I said, that's, and I'm, I'm never going to do that. So I would get up and talk and I'd be absolutely horrified and petrified making jokes. And all I said, when I got down was, did I swear? I hope I didn't swear, but everybody was laughing and having a good time. And I, I knew my product, I knew my stuff, but, and, and I just feel like it's just, you have to do the same. Some people, you know, they, oh, she just better be professional, but you know, sometimes I show up in my sweatpants because I just was cleaning somebody else's house or something and it's okay. You, you have to be able to read people and that is a, a skill and an art. I'm actually later this afternoon interviewing um, Eric Warner from uh, Praxis Training on DISC. Have you, have you ever heard of the DISC personality profile where there's a, there's a varying personality um, characteristics in each of these four quadrants and people are typically two. And if you're able to identify it, you're able to meet them in an, in an equal a communication where they need to be met. You oh, obviously no. have that innate ability to do that, but oh. it's so important to be able to, okay, I can be funny here, but I can't be the clown, right? right. Or, or I can't even be funny because... I threw out a dad joke and it did not land at all, you know? Exactly, exactly. That's so funny. Okay, so I love the fact that you, you have pushed the comfort zone. You've come to the podcast. You, you got up on stage. You didn't want to do that. You're doing all these wonderful things. And now we're at a karaoke bar. Ah. 
that's where you really expand the comfort zone and you're going to be alone and you're going to be encouraged, probably mandated to sing a song. Red, you're next on the stage. What are you singing? Um, <laughs> man, I feel like a woman. Boom, 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 boom. I actually had this. I am not a karaoke person. First of all, you're only the second person that actually sang their song right there. <laughs> and I love that because you don't care. And I love that. That's the beauty of karaoke. Like no one's actually good. If you're good at karaoke, you kind of ruin it. In my I know. I, I am so bad. So I guess I would probably be good at karaoke. But I don't. I don't. I barely ever do it. I had to do that song on a, an American Idol stage in Cancun because all my college roommates made me do it. Oh, I love and it. When we were like 50. I love it. It was amazing. So but, what's the name of the song? I am a woman. Uh, man, I feel like a woman. Shania Twain. Ah, uh, oh, man. Ba, 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 I feel ba, ba. like a woman. I know that tune. Oh, That's I the can't wait. How'd you do? Um, it was hilarious. It was, I was all dolled up. I had a cowboy hat. I don't, I don't think I brought one with me to the island. So they must have found me one. But it was literally when American Idol kind of first started. And it was amazing. And I think I was, I don't know what I was saying again, because everybody was laughing. So I might have said some odd things while I was up there after I sang. But it was so fun. It was fun. You got to get the laugh. You got to get the laugh, right? Yeah. The stage yeah. presence, the laugh, the I don't care is so important yeah. in life. It was good. I, I don't think I won. I think I got the most <laughs> yays, but I think I came in second. Really? Yeah. Well, American Idol, I mean, you're, that's a competition. You must be pretty good. Yeah. No, yeah. No, it was, I mean, all, yeah, it was, no, I'm horrible. Absolutely horrible. I love I it. You're you. the best. You are the but best. But it was fun. I have one more question for you before I let you go. The okay. most important of them all. Someone wants yes. to work with you, Red. How do they get in touch with you? What's the best way? Yeah. I am on cell phone text, like basically 24 um, 7, 781 710 5906. Or I am on Facebook, Red Giovanucci. I am on Instagram, Red Giovanucci Real Estate. And I work for Melise Realty Group in Marshfield, so you can always find my email and whatnot on the internet at melisserealty.com. And um, is that enough? <laughs> <laughs> I think so, but it sounds like- A text like will get me. A text will get a call so, back. So right number here. one is text. The rest is for checking her out and figuring out that this is real and this is who she is. So do that, exactly. check her out on social, but text her, call her, and don't worry folks in the show notes when you open up your podcast we'll have the link to her phone number so you could click it and call right through to her but give it to us one more time for those who want to write it down red 781-710-5906 red thank you again so very much for sharing your story and oh and, mark uh, thank you so much for having me really uh, really really nice of you to do that well, appreciate I hope, it. I hope this gets out to all the people that need to hear it. And um, and thank you again, folks. Me too. Yeah. Anyone can do it. You know, you can. So great. Keep the faith. I can't wait Thanks, to see buddy. you soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Hey, thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to subscribe on your platform of choice for a new episode each week and share this with everyone and anyone. 
If you have any questions or comments or have an idea for another guest, feel free to shoot me an email at mstyles at styles-law.com. That's M-S-T-I-L-E-S at styles-law.com. And if you are a real estate professional, be sure to check us out on our private exclusive Facebook page, The Real Estate School at 892 for content and Massachusetts continuing education opportunities. Be well, folks. Today's episode is sponsored by Secure Title. Secure Title helps Massachusetts real estate attorneys, real estate agents, loan professionals, buyers, and sellers with all of their title, settlement, and escrow needs. Secure Title, S-E-C-U-R-I-T-I-T-L-E.com, where security and title come together. This podcast is being provided for informational purposes only. The podcast is not a comprehensive overview of the subject and is not intended to provide legal or financial advice or an endorsement of any product or business. The views expressed by podcast guests are their own and their appearance on the podcast does not imply any endorsement of them or any entity they represent. Please seek legal, financial, or tax advice before taking any action on the matters or products discussed herein.